We welcome you to Laurel Heights, and we take this opportunity to state once again our purpose that most of you are familiar with of preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture. Before I begin, a couple of announcements. I'm going to be out Wednesday, March the uh, uh, Wednesday this week until March the eighth. I have a young preachers workshop in Dallas. I'll be leaving for that about noon Wednesday, and then a meeting in Sinton. And during that time, Darrell will have three classes and two sermons. So I appreciate his willingness to take this load. On the website, occasionally a couple of people have mentioned that they were able to listen to the sermon but not download it. So I have come up with an alternate. And so in parenthesis under the title of the sermon on the website you'll see something called alternate download. If you need to download the sermon to listen to later, you'll be able to do that easier. Earlier this year, we presented to the church some goals the elders believe are worthy of our effort, not just this year, of course, but for emphasis and thought during the year, and some sermons throughout the year will be connected to those goals. What I'll present tonight will deal with some of that and will be related to the overall aim that you'll see on the bulletin board back there of loving God in every way that He has directed. There are two passages on the slide to which I call your attention. Luke 9, 23, Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And I believe related to this, there is Acts 2 and verse 46, where Luke tells us about the early Christians, their activity, in these words, and day to day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts. Now, what I want to do is bring to our attention a single simple word used in two different forms in both passages. The word is daily. In the Luke quotation, it is daily. And in the Acts citation, according to the English Standard Version, there's a phrase day by day. Same thing. According to the words of Jesus, therefore, and as reported by Luke in Acts, followers of Christ are to be involved in obedience to Him daily, day by day. Other passages convey that same concept, but these are sufficient to introduce that idea. And remind us, plant that idea in our minds tonight. Daily commitment to the Lord. For many people, what I'm about to say is not favorably accepted. Yet it must be said because it is truth taught in the Bible. Being a Christian involves more than Sundays. And more than just Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Being a Christian requires more than just coming to a building. We know this, but maybe we need to say it more. 
Some people apparently think that being a Christian is just a matter of going to a place periodically. Going to a church on Sunday. Now, I hope all of you understand, I'm all for assembling with the saints at every opportunity and coming to Bible classes. I'm an every time the door is open guy. I'm in favor of attendance. I think it is critical. Local churches have an important and essential role to play in God's plan. But being a Christian is not just about here. It's about out there. Being a Christian is a way of life out there. We come here and we get fuel and nourishment that we use out there. What we get here from the Word, we are to use out there in daily life. It is a commitment that finds expression in all of life, wherever we are, in thought, in word, indeed, at work, at home, on vacation. Being a Christian is a way of life, and that's all packed into this Word daily. If you're not a Christian every day, you are not a Christian when measured by the commitment taught in the Bible. So-called Sunday morning Christians need to stop and consider all of this and look at this word daily. Following Christ ought to be a daily endeavor even if your attendance is perfect. What we do out there ought to be an expression of what we learn and how we honor God here. So, one of the goals you'll see listed on the board in the back is walking with Jesus daily. Here's where I want to take that tonight. I want to talk about a normal day in the life of a Christian. I want to read some passages to inform us and challenge us to consider a normal life in the day of a Christian. We spend some amount of time talking about how to navigate the storms of life here on earth. How to survive the stress and the difficulty. How to cope with tragedy. I hope the impression is never left that we maintain active faith just in case a storm comes. While faith enables us to get through tough times and storms, faith must be practiced and nourished every day, even on normal days. I don't know if you have any of those, but if you do, you don't suspend the activity of faith Because there's not a storm or a tragedy. You nourish it and you practice it daily. Faith enables us to get through the tough time. But even when it's not really tough, there is the regular daily practice of being a Christian. A normal day for a Christian. Here's some very simple things that you know about and I know about. But we're going to remember tonight. Prayer is a part of every day if you are a Christian. Whether you're going through a storm or tragedy or not, Jesus once spoke a parable and the Bible says that his point was that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Add that to that word daily. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Luke 18 verse 1. Paul said, pray 
without ceasing. So we are addressing this point based on the teaching of Christ that prayer should be a normal part of our daily routine. And that is also one of our goals this year, and I hope every other year. And we should take another approach leading to this point. If prayer should be the beginning of every endeavor for God, if every day is an endeavor for God, every Christian should be diligent, fervent, and daily in the practice of prayer. Personal prayer can have great impact in your life. If you will begin your day in prayer, if you will take opportunity during the day for brief times of prayer, if you will thank God for His blessings and speak to Him at the end of the day, there is an amazing difference all of this praying will make in your day and in your life, and it will prepare you for the storms. You will develop the discipline of character in a better way, you will discover more power in responding to people and events in a good way. You will find good focus and strength and courage if you will make prayer a normal part of every day, even days that are peaceful. I read one time, in the morning, prayer is the key that opens up the treasures of God's mercies and blessings. In the evening... It is the key that shuts us up under his protection and safeguard. Things that we do normally. The next one will not surprise you. Bible reading. I never get tired of talking about this. We have such a good example in Acts 17 verse 11 of people actually before they became Christians as they heard the gospel initially, yet they opened up the Old Testament and looked at what it said about God's plan. It says they searched the scriptures daily, Acts 17, 11. They did this daily, and one purpose was, on the occasion given in Acts 17, to find out if what these preachers were saying was true. I've said to you many times, this is the way it ought to be with every listener who listens to any preacher, every preacher. What preachers say should always be tested. And the only sure way to test what a preacher says is to read the scriptures. The people in Berea did this on a daily basis. I believe reading the Bible should be a normal part of your day. Just as normal as eating, but more important. It is so important people need to wake up and get over the old excuse of not having enough time. God took the time to provide the book. The writers suffered and died to put it in written form. Translators and publishers did their work. There's no excuse for readers left. You can take 15 or 20 minutes a day and you can read the Word of God to your great benefit. 
If you don't know exactly where to start or how to do that, come talk to me or visit with Darrell. Talk to other members here who are involved in daily Bible reading. Sometimes we say it's a good idea to set January 1 as your target date to start. And many reading plans are like that. But you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. I'll tell you this. If you'll start every day after you have prayed, reading the Bible, you're going to go into every day with a great advantage. You can walk out the door with goodwill and a sense of victory and direction and assurance from the highest source. A normal day for a Christian should involve both prayer and Bible reading. You'll be ready for the storms if you do that in the peaceful, normal days. Number three, help people hear the gospel. Tom mentioned this in his prayer. We should make it a part of our normal day to seek opportunities and be ready for opportunities to help people hear the truth of the gospel. Of the early Christians, Luke tells this, gives us this testimony, Acts 5.42, and daily in the temple and in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Did you hear our word? I'm impressed by the word daily in that verse. These Christians, the first Christians, daily sought opportunities to tell people about Jesus as the Christ. Apparently, they didn't wait for somebody else to do this. It doesn't seem like they just waited for people to ask about the gospel. I know that their evangelistic work was not confined to a building or a place, and the emphasis wasn't on mass, impersonal evangelism. Luke tells us, these individual Christians, as part of their normal daily activities, sought opportunity to tell people about Jesus is the Christ. Why can't we be that way? We see people every day. I believe we have opportunities that we may not respond to. There may be people we've had acquaintance with over many years and they have no idea what we believe about Jesus Christ. We haven't brought up the subject. A normal day for a Christian needs to include diligently seeking opportunities to share the gospel message. Turn to James chapter 4. This ought to be part of our normal frame of mind every day. Resisting temptation. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. I want to make this point. The devil's work of tempting is relentless. 
He doesn't take a break. He doesn't give us a break. If you are with people or not, if you work outside the home or inside the home, if you are busy or not, if you're watching TV, you're on the internet, you're shopping, driving, working in the office, taking care of kids, or at your desk preparing a sermon, the devil's work of temptation is relentless and daily. And when my resistance relaxes, he easily finds an opening and sometimes a victim. So you can't take a day off from resisting temptation. You can't take a vacation from resisting temptation. It is our daily challenge. How do we prepare for this challenge? Praying. Reading your Bible, participating in the assemblies, involving yourself in personal evangelism. As I make these things we've been talking about tonight a part of my normal day, I fortify myself against the temptations of the day. And let me say, our response to temptation on a daily basis really says who we are. Are we hypocrites? Are we just going through the motions? Are we following ritual and tradition and habit? Absent commitment of heart? Are we following Jesus? Do we take what the New Testament says seriously? How we respond to temptation on a day-to-day -day basis really says to God and to the world who we are. So, let me summarize. Get up every day and do your best. Even on those days where there is no immediate tragedy or stress or storm, just a normal day. Get up every day and do your best for God. Solomon said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you're going. Sheol was a Hebrew term often used to refer to the common end of earthly life in death, in the grave. Now Solomon's statement is just this simple. Whatever you're going to do, you'll have to do it before you leave. But then he adds a dimension of integrity and character to this by that phrase, do it with all your might. In the New International Version, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, for in the grave, where you are going, there will neither be working or planning or knowledge or wisdom. I'm going to add to that the New Testament corollary to it in Colossians 3, 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. The activities we engage in are to be pursued as to the Lord, aware of his watchful eye and desiring to please him and glorify him. And look at three words. Do it heartily. One translation says, work at it. Another translation says, try really hard. A normal day for a Christian 
is when I get up and do my best with prayer and Bible reading, using opportunities to talk to people about the gospel, resisting temptation, and doing that and working at it with my full commitment of heart. Let's be standing as we sing. Who will follow Jesus?